All right, so we're looking at Mark chapter 6. In a moment, I'm going to read verses 45 through 42 from the New Living, 45 through 42. Um, and if you are using the Wi-Fi, you may find the Wi-Fi here in the building. Um, our password is 18682010. No, did you change it? Okay. Or just... No, no, I'm sorry, you're right. Okay, so the Wi-Fi... One eight six eight two zero one zero. Okay, so we're going to look at Mark chapter six uh, verses forty five through fifty two. Um, you may have noticed that this summer, in our looking at different stories from the life of Jesus, we are trying to read these stories and learn. We're trying to read these stories and learn. We're trying to get to know Jesus better, and this story is set in the context of a number of the other stories that we've already looked at. And we haven't been necessarily going like through chronological order or through one book. We've been jumping around a little bit. But for the sake of context, I just want to set the stage, as it were, of where we are at at this point in the story. So Jesus had a remarkable birth, an ordinary childhood and adolescence, and early adult life had revealed his identity as the Messiah, the sent one that had been prophesied, had done miracles and had started to teach. And you may remember, we've talked a little bit about the story in Mark chapter 6 where he was rejected by people from his hometown and he felt pain. And then you may also remember that we looked at the story from Mark chapter 6 where he did a miracle of multiplication of brunch. And he fed people, as Dan referred to earlier. What also happened in this setting, we've talked about just a little bit. He was training his followers and he sent them out. He also had a close friend, John the Baptist, who was killed by King Herod. And right before the miracle of brunch, John the Baptist had been killed and Jesus was in mourning. Jesus wasn't happy about that. Jesus wasn't just like, okay, it's all good. Jesus was in mourning. He was grieving the loss of John and he was trying to get away, but the crowds pressed in. And so it says in the scripture, he had compassion on them and he recognized in looking at them, listening to them, that they needed help, that they needed care, that they needed guidance. And so he started to teach them, and then that's when there was this recognition of, hey, with teaching, we need lunch. And that was where there was the miracle of the multiplication of that brunch that they shared, which we already talked about. So this story that we're looking about, that's the setting of what's happened. Now, Jesus stayed, he fed them, and picking up in verse 45, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake to Bethsaida while he sent people home. After telling everyone goodbye, bye-bye now, bye-bye, bye-bye now, bye-bye, right? Like, you know, I fed you, go in peace. After telling everyone goodbye, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. So we just got done talking about how important community is. And the reality is, is that moments of solitude, of private prayer and reflection are also important. Jesus went up into the hills by himself to pray. Late that night, the disciples 
were in their boat in the middle of the lake. This is a big lake. Jesus was alone on land. He saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and the waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. He intended to go past them, but when they saw him walking on the water, they cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. It was one of those movies. They were all terrified when they saw him, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I'm here. It's like Dorothy just referenced. Then he climbed into the boat and the wind stopped. They were totally amazed, for they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves. Their heart were too hard to take it in. Now, what we have here is a story that maybe you've heard about before, which is significant. And really, in our worship and prayer time this morning, we prayed a little bit about this already. We talked a little bit about this already. What is so critical for us to walk away with is that Jesus doesn't want us to be afraid. He wants us to take courage, but not in a vacuum, not by ourselves to take courage, not just, hey, you figure it out. He wants us to take courage because he is with us. And I don't know what challenge you might be facing today, but here's what I want to say. Jesus is available. Jesus is available to come to bring you help, but also to bring you peace, to bring you courage. And... This morning I was in prayer and preparation for this and I was thinking about how, you know, for different ones of us there are different things that trigger an illogical fear, an anxiety response that is beyond what you know to be logically true. It's common, it's a part of the human experience, but for different ones of us it's different things. It might be, well I don't want to trigger anybody, naming different bugs or animals or life experiences. And sometimes as we grow, we recognize, but that has like a disproportionate effect on me. You know what I'm talking about? I want to pray today that you experience breakthrough, that you experience freedom. I believe that even just with my mentioning it, you might immediately know what that is for you. And you desire a greater awareness that God is with you. So let's just bow our heads right here, right now. Let's pray for change. We believe that what we're engaging with is spiritual, not just intellectual. So I'm just going to pray. And you feel free. Just open your heart. Ask God for the change that you want in whatever the area is. Lord, I come to you now. Jesus, Son of God, thanking You that You told us to call on the Father. Thanking You that You gave us Your example. Thanking You that You sent the Holy Spirit to be with us right here, right now. We open ourselves to You. We say in our human life experience, there are things that affect us in ways that are not healthy. We stress. We worry. We have anxiety. We have fear. 
and there are triggers in our life that affect us in ways that we shouldn't. And God, we don't want anything else in this life to be Lord over us, to have a controlling effect on us. We want to be followers of Jesus where you are the one that guides us, that leads us, that has a controlling effect on us, that brings us your perfect peace, your perfect love. So God, I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you would come, that you would be real to each person in this room, that there would be a freedom from whatever is holding us back from whatever is triggering fear, anxiety, stress. Lord, would you bring freedom in a supernatural way? Help us to know how to respond. Help us to know how to reach out in relationship. Help us, Lord, to receive that love and that effect. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now, I have just a few brief moments left to give you about a 45-minute sermon. So, pray for a brother. Now, Mark points out that they were afraid in the boat because they did not yet understand the lesson of the brunch. And you may want to go back, cityharborchurch.com slash messages, pull up the brunch message, listen to that. Okay, that may help here. But Jesus actually brought some explanation. So, he came to them, he said, don't be afraid, take courage I am here. And what we see is that Jesus is supernatural provision. Sometimes, and Jesus specifically called them out. You come to me because you want the miracle of the bread, but you're missing the real miracle, which is me. Jesus is the real miracle. So what we see in Mark um, chapter 6 is this note that they didn't understand the miracle of brunch. So Jesus explains in the same setting, and John details it, John chapter 6, verses 47 through 48, and actually it goes throughout much of John chapter 6. Jesus explains, I am the bread. I gave you this miracle bread, I am the bread. So Mark notes that they didn't understand it, John records Jesus' explanation of it. And he says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. And he is specifically referencing a story you find in Exodus chapter 16 in verse 4 where you see God has led his people from to freedom from slavery in Egypt. And he's led them away from that. He cleared a path through the Red Sea. He leads them out on the other side. And then they realize that they're in a wilderness. And immediately complaining is the human response. And God says, okay, I hear you. I'm going to provide for you. And God says what they call manna, which means, what is it? A mystery bread from heaven that would appear with enough for their daily portion Jesus is referencing this story to say, I am the manna, I am the miracle bread, the life-sustaining, the life source that is a miracle from God. And this is important. Think about it. Come on, come back to the story. They're in the boat. What does Mark say? Mark says they were freaking out because they hadn't yet learned the lesson from brunch. And the lesson from brunch is that it is Jesus 
who is the miracle provision. Mark isn't saying that there won't be storms. Mark isn't saying at the Holy Spirit direction, he's not saying you're not going to have storms. Mark isn't saying that the miracle is the thing that matters. Mark is saying we would have peace, they would have had peace in the boat, and we will have peace in this life if we look to Jesus as the supernatural provision. So this summer, as we've taken time to just look at stories about Jesus and stop and ask questions, what do I believe about Jesus? And for some of us, our questions are at the front of our mind. And for some of us, we feel like I've checked the God box, I show up, but we experience stress because there are questions below the surface that we're not bringing up to the surface and seeking answers for. And so our faith is not growing stronger and we're not coming into a place of being unshakable. And this is a journey and no one is perfect in this journey. But I want to just invite you to consider that it is possible for you to grow into experiencing less stress less anxiety, less fear. And that the way to do that, we talked about this last week as well, is to put our eyes on Jesus. And so my question is, are you really investigating Jesus? That's why we're looking at this. And Mark literally says they were stressed out because they didn't understand the lesson of the miracle that Jesus had already done with brunch. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. In that setting, Jesus says, Mark, uh, John 6, 27, don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. They replied, we want to perform God's works too. What should we do? They've got their focus on the wrong thing. Jesus told them, Verse 29, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he sent. Jesus is trying to shift their focus. Believe in the one he sent. He says, my father offers you the true bread of heaven. Verse 47, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Jesus is explicit in his explanation of this, and yet I find it so easy to go through life focused on things that will not last forever. Your house, your car, your checkbook, those things. Does anyone even have a checkbook anymore? Your bank app and the numbers that are on there. It's not going to last forever. Jesus is calling our focus from our focus from what lasts, what, what is temporary to what lasts forever. So, this is a big topic that we could spend a whole lot of time on. I know the words are small on the screen, but I have a lot to say on this subject. What do we learn ab- about God from this story? Jesus is our Savior and the Son of God. Jesus brings a supernatural provision of new life. God is in control of challenges that are beyond our ability to overcome. 
This is really important. Today can be a passing moment for you or it can be transformational for you. Will you today spend some time to reflect on these things, think deeply about these things, pray and ask God to speak to you through these things? God is in control of challenges that are beyond our ability to overcome. Don't don't you think that when they saw Jesus walking on the lake that they had spent their whole life Seeing the only way you're going to walk on that lake is to walk around it. Hello? Jesus is walking across the lake. God is in control of challenges that are beyond our ability to control. God is shifting our focus to what is eternal. And check this out now. What is available in Jesus? Salvation. Peace. Forgiveness. Clarity. And victory. In whatever the storm, clarity and victory. So we must ask ourselves, how should we respond? Well, it'd be foolish if we didn't say first, believe Jesus is who he said he is. I mean, let's examine the claims of Jesus. And I think anyone who's sane will come to the point of saying, well, he's either a lunatic a liar, or he is who he said he is. He's Lord. Virgin birth predicted his own death, burial, and resurrection, and then it happened. So believe Jesus is who he said he is. Second, receive Jesus as Savior. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all figured out. But most certainly what Jesus invited us to do is to receive him as Savior. Third, follow Jesus as Lord. Listen, I love you. Y'all look fantastic today. But y'all have already proven in your life you don't have it all figured out. And you don't always have the best ideas. And listen, I don't always have the best ideas. But I know that the God who created this universe does. Follow Jesus as Lord. Number four, focus on Jesus and God's eternal kingdom. We, over and over this summer, we've come back to this thought. Some of you remember the illustration of the rope and the comparison of your life on earth, this chronological period of time, compared to all of eternity. Where is your focus? Are you living your life informed by Jesus? Are you more concerned about the thoughts of Jesus than the thoughts of somebody else coming through your phone? What do I anticipate more? What do I value more? We got to ask ourselves this question. Follow Jesus as Lord. um, Focus on Jesus, God's eternal kingdom. Lastly, encourage each other in this faith. It's so critical. Let's stand I want to close in prayer this morning. I truly hope that you have been encouraged by this to try to lay out a couple of passages that you could spend some time reflecting on this morning. Uh, stories that are truly inspirational. And uh, we've prayed for each other uh, in ways uh, today that are just absolutely critical. Hey, we love you. We're really glad that you're here. But let's turn to the Lord right now. God, we need your help.
with what we've discussed today. We need your help. Lord, would you please, just like the disciples said, we believe, help us in our unbelief. Would you help us to set our eyes on Jesus? Would you help us to choose to believe the words of Jesus? Would you help us to follow Jesus, focused on what it lasts eternally? And would you help us be an encouragement to each other? We thank you for your goodness today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for coming today. Remember, in the fellowship hall, there's something to eat, something to drink. Uh, Greet somebody else with love, grace, and peace to you. Have a great week.